Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the show where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept, and then talk about it through their gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. And I'm Alex Tate. And this week's episode is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is the world's largest collection of official fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. If you enjoy our show and you are looking to buy a new jersey, sweatshirt, or hat, you can support us by going to podgo.co slash fanatics and getting 25% off your next order. That's podgo.co slash fanatics. Fanatics. Officially licensed everything. I'm going to go on and get me, uh, get, a, get me a Harlem Globetrotters jersey. Oh, dude, the Harlem Globetrotters are rad. They do like a bunch of community work. In, I think it was originally Harlem, but now in like underserved communities and stuff like that, as well as bring basketball to the youth. Now in the neighborhood of Globetrotter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Jacob, I wanted to tell you a quick story. It just happened to me yesterday. I, we, we carry this company at the store that's sort of like a Lululemon competitor. Mm, okay. Um, they're, it's nice. It's like high end stuff. Um, I actually, they make running shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'm obsessed with the running shirts for what it's worth. Okay. I own like five of they them. They make your nipples feel nice? I, it's it's like butter on my nipples. <laughs> it's truly incredible. Okay. It's like literally just like, like a greased up slip and slide on my nipples. It's so wonderful. Wow. Um, and But that's only like, and no offense to this company, but the shirts are like $95 and I get 50% off. That's the only way I would buy these shirts. Right. You know, like I would never <laughs> spend that much. Yeah. And, um, the, we got a new sales rep and she stopped by and she was very nice and very lovely. And she's like, just wanted to drop off some swag and like introduce myself on the new sales rep. Your old sales rep got like reassigned or whatever. Yeah. Got hit by a car. And she gave me this beanie, which I'm now showing, which you guys can't see the listeners. It's just a black beanie. Yeah. There's, I mean, truly there's nothing special about it. Except her numbers written on the tag. There, it's a black no? beanie. Okay. And I looked at it, and it still had the price tag on it. Um, guess how much this black beanie cost? 150 Okay. Well, now you've fucked up everything. Is that what it was? Now you guessed weight. No. Oh. But now when I say it, it's going to sound less impressive. Oh, I went too high? <laughs> yeah. You would pay $150 for a black beanie? Yes, it was $70. Okay. That's, Which is outrageous. That's a lot for beanie. Yeah, that is a lot for... <laughs> Which is fucking outrageous, and but it's fifty percent cashmere. Oh, oh! And now the nicest piece of clothing I own <laughs> is a black beanie I got for free. Beautiful, that's wonderful. Yeah, and it is really soft. Yeah, and is really it, nice. Is it warm? I yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't think it's warmer. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if it feels that nice on your head. But it. I also I've now run into this conundrum of. I want people to know it's cashmere, <laughs> but I don't want to be a douchebag and people not ask me. And I go, Hey, you see the beanie on my head? It's cashmere. And they'd be like, I didn't fucking ask you that. Right, right. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to, and I'm like, Oh, is this what rich people have to deal with every day? God, the struggles of rich people. Yeah. They just want to tell you how nice their clothes are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I was a rich person, exactly. I would hold parties at my place like all the time and just be like, Oh, you didn't see the shark tank in the foyer. Let's go look again. <laughs> They're like you would like Gadsby it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Honestly, though, I would have a lot of parties, but to be with my friends. Or actually, here's a better idea. I want to be rich enough I can buy one of my friends a party house that they can like live in for free, but they have to take care of. So I can go party there, but at the end of the night, I can return to my own home and there's like no strangers in it. 
Right. You could buy a big enough house. Uh, that I don't. Then you could sequester yourself in the West Wing. I'm just thinking I would buy. You know, I would buy Sean a, a house to to just be my party yeah. connoisseur. You know, and I'm like, have oh, a- dude, Sean would be a great party connoisseur <laughs> for real. Have a party ready every Friday. I might dip at yeah. midnight. I might stay until five a.m. It's just, it's you know. Yeah, but if someone breaks a window, you're like, that's not my problem. Exactly. This is not my, exactly. This is not my fucking I, problem. I give the money to Sean. Sean figures out how to fix the window, but I don't ha- feel the draft all night long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you're just like, you just tell me a number. I'll write you a check. <laughs> but otherwise, I don't want to hear from you about the windows or who puked in what bathroom. I could care less. Alex, I started reading a book this week about the old New Jersey theme park, Action Park. Are you familiar? Is that a real place? Yeah, it's a real place. Wait, what? I just thought it was the uh, the fucking Johnny Knoxville. It's based thing. off of a real place. Um, all of the stunts what? that he does in the movie are based off of old, like, 80s actual, uh, you know, water slides and things that they did. So uh, it's interesting. It's written by the son of the guy who invented it or, or created it. Uh, and he worked there. Created it? It's a death trap. Yeah, exactly. But... Explain explain it for people who don't okay, know. Okay, so what. it was a theme park in New Jersey on a ski hill that this guy bought, and the theme of the park was basically just extreme. Extreme everything. Yeah, like danger. And you're in charge of your own destiny. You know, they don't pad things. There's only if one or two rides that required helmets, and you're liable for your own safety. Basically, they give you the keys to the kingdom. What you do with them is up to you. Right. And they managed to stay open for 20 full years. That's unreal. Yeah. So I'm reading this book, right, from the son of – he worked there and he talks about how it was just a ski hill when he was growing up and then his dad accidentally came into owning it and his dad started – his dad installed America's first alpine slide. Now, Alex – the only place I've done an alpine slide is in your hometown. Would you like to explain to people what alpine slides are? An alpine slide is a concrete ha- half tube, a half tube of concrete, like a split lengthwise. This is, That's a shitty description. I don't know how to describe it. It's a big ass long slide down a mountain. And at least at the one in Jackson now, and it's funny you mentioned, you talk about that. I have, I have fucking injured myself on that one at Jackson. Yeah. Um, Cause the, so you, then you get this cart with the wheels on the bottom and they, you are in control of it. You're in control of the handbrake. You can either like pull back on the handbrake and that just basically like locks it down and you will just creep down this slide, like creep down the mountain, or you can just let the handbrake off. I think mathematically someone did the math. And if you just point it the entire time, you would think you won't hurt yourself. False. Um, how? Yes, <laughs> false. There is there is part of the slide, um, and it, and it has like a bunch of warning signs around it, and it's like you need to slow down. There's a big dip, and it like it like dips very severely. Like it it, it gains, it's it gets really 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 steep, like almost straight down, not for very long, maybe for like eight feet, but it it dips really severely. And I mean, I was a shithead growing up, and I, um, I just like pinned it off of that thing caught air thank goodness the cart landed back in the track but i like my ass had slipped off the (laughs) side of the sled 
and I ran like my like upper thigh all the way to my Ooh, and my ass just, like, cheek like it? on the cement. Ugh. Yes, and just like skinned my whole ass cheek and upper thigh on the on the cement as the cart continued to like hurtle downwards. <laughs> and I had to like I had to like get back on the cart and then like continue downwards. And it hurt really bad. But then I like stood up and I had like like my boxers and stuff were all like ripped and torn and wow. like my pants were like bloody and stuff like that. Wow. And <laughs> the uh the like little like you know pimple faced like 15 year old kid that like ran the bottom of it was you know i was like a 10 at the time was just like um you signed a you signed a liability form right so that's pretty much and i thought i was gonna get in trouble so i was like oh yeah i'm fine and my pants were like ripped and i was literally like bleeding and i was like i'm good that's uh pretty much exactly what action park was uh and just it's an interesting book he talks about there's a slide that has a loop in the bottom and uh, people got stuck in like the loop and whatnot, and it's wild. But then, randomly, there's like one summer he decides not to work at Action Park, and he goes to work for Ronald Reagan while Ronald Reagan's running for president. And it just becomes this like oh. chapter of like propaganda about how much he loves Ronald Reagan and how bad Jimmy Carter was for the nation. And uh, nothing about Action Park for like ten full pages, just like Ronald Reagan <laughs> love and adoration, and then right back to Action Park after that. And he also okay, it's kind of creepy. He also remembers all of the names of everyone he ever worked with, and like what the girls looked like. He'll be like, there was this girl who worked in the in the water park, and man, she she could wear a one piece like no one ever could before. Like it's wild. And this dude's like. He was, you know, in his teens in the 80s, so he's got to be in his, like, 50s, 60s now. Uh, <laughs> and so... This sounds exactly like the son of someone who created that action park right, in the first place. Right, exactly. Loves Ronald Reagan and is a misogynist. Yeah, so it is a fascinating book, though, mostly when it's talking about the park. Um, anyway, Alex, what's our... Word of the day. Yeah, Jacob, our word phrase, our concept today is temptation temptation that's pretty good i am tempted by food food is my biggest temptation i always eat too much and then feel bad about myself yeah do you is it like uh is there ways are there things you do to like stop yourself yeah from being tempted by i mean in general i eat healthier than i did now i've stopped buying super sugary foods like the most sugary thing i have in my house right now is jelly so i can have toast um, well, yeah. but I don't buy like cookies or brownies or cakes like, and so it's bad around the holidays when I get stuff from relatives, you know, they just give me tons of candy and then I'm like, well, I got to eat this as fast as possible. So it's not in my house anymore. So I don't eat it later. Um, <laughs> right. Which is not how yeah, that works. That's, that's um, my logic. But, uh, yeah, I basically have just don't buy certain foods anymore. Or I will just sit there and devour them. Do you, um, I recently at work, my coworker brought a king sized, peanut butter snickers bar ah. and he is uh young mm-hmm. he's like 21 and he's in college and you know that was his lunch don't judge him <laughs> i'm judging and, a uh, little bit because even at 21 <laughs> i wouldn't have been able to do that like <laughs> it was you know it was that and i can't make the it was a king size peanut butter snickers bar a clementine and half a bag of doritos nacho <laughs> chips <laughs> Oh man. Oh dude. 
That's wild. And I, I hope, and I hope you know, I legitimately, I meal prepped um, enchiladas. So I had like my meal prepped enchiladas, which had vegetables and stuff in it, because my New Year's resolution is to eat vegetables. Wonderful. Um, I'm so one sec, real quick. I'm pretty sure I've told this on the podcast, but the single worst meal I've ever had for myself was I had a bo- box of macaroni. And I had four hot dogs that were about to expire. So I put all four hot dogs in there and I ate the whole thing. I ate the entire box of macaroni and all four hot dogs in one sitting. And then I sat back and I was like, oh, my God, that was way too much food. What have I done? That's so bad for you. I know. And I was like 19. That was in my very first apartment. I was like still trying to figure out, oh, how do I cook for myself? What do you mean the hot dogs were going to go bad? Hot dogs do not go. Just freeze They'd them. They'd been in there long enough that they were like one day away from expiring. <laughs> oh, I didn't I didn't think that was physically possible. They might have been like those all beef franks, like not the super processed ones, but like. Oh. Yeah. The Hebrew National? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that a baseball team? Um, yeah, it's, it's Israel's team. <laughs> Hebrew Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> and Oh, this was a long way of me saying. God, it was like seeing those Snickers peanut butter bars like caught like triggered something visceral in me. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Like I literally started like salivating and I was like, I am gonna go stand up by the register. Yeah. So I like can be away from that. Cause and then I was standing up the register and I was like in my head, I was like, going home, I pass a gas station. I could stop at a gas station. Right. And get a Snickers peanut butter bar. Dude. Because I want one so goddamn bad right now. I'm that way with a lot of food. Like, I'll be like, I am perfectly full. I don't need to eat anything. And then someone will crack a bag of chips. And I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking eat half of that with you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. What the fuck is that? Let's do it. And I, I, you know, here's a little, here's a little tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. I feel like these companies are doing it on purpose. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not a tinfoil hat. That's capitalism. (laughs) But like. You know, I don't remember, you know, like, so my grandmother lived through the dep- the depression, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember her telling me a story when I was a kid where she was like, one year for Christmas, I got an orange. Like that. Right, right. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> that was the pinnacle. Yeah. She remembers a that. Gifts, a gifts. It was, it was a gift. It was the pinnacle of gifts and not only gifts of like sugary, sweet treats, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Was an orange. I bet it like and blew she's like, her mouth up too. I bet she was like, "Wow, so much flavor." She said that she was like, "It's the best orange ever." Yeah, and I was like, you know, I think I was like seven when I when she told me that story, and so I was a little shithead, and I was like, "That's stupid, grandma." <laughs> and now I'm just like, "Dude, what has happened to my taste buds?" Right. You know, man. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's I. I uh, I kind of am embracing having to eat better though, like. There are certain things about adulthood that I'm I have a difficult time embracing, but meal prepping and cooking and eating better is not one of them. Like it, it makes me feel actively good when I put a little effort into eating actively good foods. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and you, uh, you know, a couple times I said I famously on this podcast say that I don't eat vegetables. That that's not true, but I I will be honest. There have been times in my life where. I haven't eaten vegetables maybe for <laughs> an embarrassingly long time. Yeah. Like, I'm not joking. This is, this is like gross to say, but I don't think when I was like 22, 23 and living on my own and was it, things were bad. I want to say there would be like a month or two had gone by <laughs> before I, without eating a single vegetable. I'm not joking. <laughs> and I would eat like a, 
I would go to like Jimmy John's in Missoula and I would get a sandwich and I would say no tomatoes because I was like, fuck your vegetables. And they would accidentally leave the tomatoes on there and I would take a bite and it was as if my body would like, was like, cause the tomato tasted so good. My body was like, Oh my God, thank Christ. And I was like, this is the best tasting tomato I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I should eat tomatoes more. And my body was like, praise you. Like, and it was like a Jimmy John's disgusting tomato. And they were like, this is the best tomato you've ever had. I speak. This is not a what if story. This that happened. That moment happened. Right, right, right. Yeah, man. I ate so much tuna in like a three-week period in college. I called my mom and I was like, I don't feel good. How much tuna do you have to eat to get mercury poisoning? And she was like, you, uh, you don't have it. <laughs> anyway. How- and you're, like, you're like, I don't know. I'm approaching. You haven't asked me how much I've eaten. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, it's a cheap alternative to other forms of meat. Um what uh, what are some other non-food temptations? We've had several food-themed episodes of this podcast, so let's... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, um, I, uh, for me, recently, mm-hmm. it's been... Sex. Uh, with school has been so busy, it has not been sex, unfortunately. Okay. I, I, I wish it was. I wish I there was someone in my life to tempt me with sex. <laughs> I, I, I tried my best a couple weeks ago. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> I was able to with I uh, was able to stay strong. Yeah, you are one of the few. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, um, I recently got a uh, a video game. Oh, for real, dude. Me too. Yeah, I got a video game over. We can just. It's I got Cyberpunk. Okay. Okay. Which, and then I got it over break. Oh, and didn't it take and a while to get there? No, it got it got here, but the release was like abysmal. Apparently, that's right. That's right. I remember everyone like it was like the most buggiest launch ever. Well, like a week ago, they have released like a massive patch, and I like read on it, and everyone's like, "Cyberpunk's pick fixed. You should play Cyberpunk." And I was like, "God damn it! I'm so <laughs> fucking busy now." Like, I purposely bought it over break to play it over break and have fun over break, right. and like get it out of my system. And now, and it's like a bright yellow case, and I can see it from my bed, uh, and I can also see it from my desk. And so I'm, I did like six hours of architecture homework last night. It's <laughs> just like, oh my god, I just want to play Cyber, which sounds insane, which sounds like I'm, no. you know, a twelve year old boy, and I should just be. But it's like I. It's just insane to me that I bought a video game three months ago and haven't played one second of it. Yeah. Try telling, you know, 14-year-old Alex that. I know. He would have shot me right now. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... So I'm constantly tempted by that. I need... I'm like, I've like contemplated like throwing a shirt over the case so that I can't see its neon yellow I get tempted case. by my phone a lot. And when I'm like spending time with, you know, Abby or something, I will put my phone out of eye shot i shot uh to yeah that's a because i get tempted if i can see it i'm tempted to check it but if i don't see it you know out of sight out of mind also when i jump into a fire emblem game whether i've played it or not before i am tempted by it um and uh so what what do you mean just like you're tempted to to play that rather than do the things you're supposed to do yeah pretty much there was a summer in austin when the new fire emblem game came out and i don't think I saw any of my friends for like three weeks in a row. I would just go home from work and play that until it was bedtime and then yeah. go to work and then go home and play Fire Emblem. And yeah, like also <laughs> I don't have an addictive personality, um, but no, I get into something really crazy for like two or three weeks, video games, music, whatever. And that's all I do for two or three weeks. And when I got my first MacBook Pro in like 2012, 
I downloaded a free Bejeweled game. <laughs> what? And I had an open... What are you, a 47-year-old stay-at-home soccer I had mom? an open period that year. and uh, like It was like third period, and I would go, and I would sit there and play Bejeweled on my new computer for like that whole period and try and beat my high score. <laughs> and then my girlfriend at the time would come in and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, playing Bejeweled. And she's like, well, cool. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I will say I think one of the most addicted I've ever been to a video game in my life. Any video game at any point in my life was fucking Pokemon Shuffle. I know, dude. I got you so into that. <laughs> that shit ruined me for like a year. We used to have lunch like you know two or three times a week, and you would be like, "What level are you, Hunter?" I'm like, "This level." And you're like, "Oh, I passed that. I S ranked all these. I caught all this. I caught all that." And I'm like, "Damn, dude." Yeah, dude. <laughs> that shit fucked me up. I don't know what the hell happened. I have like, and I have forced myself to like not re-download that game. I'm like, no, I can't do, I can't do that to myself again. I, uh, I just for everyone in the podcast, you know, you've said this, but I recommended another game to you, probably two or three years ago at this point, and you were like, um, yeah, okay. And then I followed up. I was like, hey, did you play that game? And you were like, no, actually, uh, after Pokemon Shuffle, I don't play games that you recommend me. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't, I can't. <laughs> Literally, dude, Pokemon Shuffle. It started affecting the relationships I have with the people, as noted by you just a second ago. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, man, do you, would you like to not do that? And I was like, no, <laughs> this is all I want to do. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever get tempted to like, um, sometimes I get really tempted. I don't know if it's t- tempt is the right word um, of f- to buy something. Oh, God, yes. And I don't care what it is. Yeah. But I'm just like, I want to go buy something. Yeah. Yeah, I have that. I'll just like scroll around Amazon and be like, I don't know. Tell me something. Mm-hmm. There's a band I like. Uh, it, it's uh, They're called What, What, What? And they have a song called Shopping is a Feeling. And it's basically just all about that feeling you get buying something and how we've been like programmed to to have like a rush of like dopamine and endorphins just because you've purchased something, whether you want it or not. Yeah, well, it, it and it doesn't happen to me all the time or anything like that. But yeah. I have like a... Uh, I have a gift card mm-hmm. from Christmas, uh, like a prepaid Visa debit card. Right. You know, so it's it's good anywhere. I can use it on anything. Right. And I've been so busy with school, I haven't I haven't done anything, but it is like searing a hole in my pocket. Like my mind yeah. drifts to it sometimes and my mind's like, You gotta spend that. You gotta spend it. Spend it on something. And like I I my mom was like, If you buy a textbook with it for school, I'm gonna be pissed off. She's like wants me to like Right, buy right, right something with it and i'm just like freaking out i'm like i have anxiety because i need to spend money i'm like i gotta spend i gotta spend this yes yeah, i have a rock and rudy's gift card from christmas and um I, it's just out it's just under my tv you probably saw it and uh everyone's like wow you should really go spend that and i'm like yeah but i just want to wait until an album i like comes out or something like it's it's hard to just let it sit there you know yeah what, what when is a uh, record store day that's a good question i'm not sure how they're doing it this year um I've also all just been selling some of my records recently and so not all of them, but some of them are like some of them are ones I got on record store day. Cause that's the day where I just show up and I'm tempted to buy like whatever I see because of the exclusivity of it. Right. 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 I've been to record store day with you and I've watched you drop 50 to $60 at every record store in Missoula of which there's like four. Yeah. Cause there's 30 people behind me in line. And if I don't get this copy right now, it might not be here tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and then I listened to them that day and don't touch a lot of them again. So I have been going through my shelf and just selling albums that I've done that with. I've been selling things that uh, I listened to once or twice and haven't touched again. I only got room on my shelf for the stuff that gets played, you know? Yeah. 
that's a that's a good way to look at it um what about i often have fantasies of just my fantasies tempt i'm tempted to just just uh leave my life <laughs> yeah you and everyone else <laughs> just just be like i'm out of here like you leave know? bozeman or like you know be done no 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 just okay like, i don't know just be like i'm gonna go like fuck it i'm gonna tell the people i care about i'm not gonna tell even like middle of the road people right and then i'm out i'm gonna go live in Colombia. yeah because because <laughs> yeah i'm super into that idea uh let me know when you want to go i'll be there okay um but yeah i tell the people we love tell the people we care about so they don't worry about yeah. us um yeah. But yeah i don't you don't need to tell your job just don't show up one day you know exactly like yeah nobody at work deserves to know nah, you know honestly in my life right now there i would tell like seven people yeah eight people and be like all right i'm out of yeah. here Peace out. you'd be a legend they'd be like where'd alex go and they're like oh they say he huffed too much shoe polish and went crazy. Yeah. Last time we saw him, he was in Peru. <laughs> Last time we saw him. I don't know why I'm obsessed with South America. He right? was making <laughs> off with a $150 beanie. <laughs> $70, I guess. Um, there's an episode of The Simpsons that's pretty good. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, called The Last Temptation of Homer, in which him and Marge go to a, a candy convention. And oh. the star of the candy convention is a gummy... Venus de Milo. <laughs> ah. And uh, it's, you know, it's not big, but Homer gives the babysitter a ride home later that night. And as she gets out of the car, it gets stuck to her butt. And so he reaches and grabs it. And she thinks that she he has touched her. And so he becomes like this pervert and this heathen within the community uh, when all he was trying to do was get his gummy Venus de Milo back. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, to be fair, if somebody has a gummy on their butt, maybe you should tell them. Yeah. Instead of reach for it. I also uh, realized that I just described the wrong episode. <laughs> Sean is going to be so well, mad at me. Yeah, I was like, guess what? There's one person <laughs> listening to this that's going to know that. And the other hundred people that listen to this are, will never fucking the know. The Last Temptation of Homer is in season five, not season six. A woman named oh, Mindy gets hired at the nuclear plant. Uh, okay. Who is exactly like Homer. They both like eat sandwiches and stuff. And then... Um, you know, they, they are into each other and then they get sent on a business trip and there's a scene where they're like in Homer's hotel room and she sits down on the bed and he's like, I'm sad. And she's like, why? And he's like, because we have to have sex and I have a wife and kids and I'm sad. And she was like, <laughs> we don't have to have sex. That's you good. have a wife and kids. Like, um, yeah. So also a good episode, uh, the wrong one. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the name of the just so the listeners know jacob has wears glasses which is not a big deal but all i can see is him frantically google searching in the reflection of his glasses as he stares at the screen and it just kind of makes me laugh as he's now panicking to correct his simpson error that nobody would have ever fucking known except one person that's how you know i don't feel very good today if i mess up a <laughs> fact about the simpsons um the one with the gummy venus de milo is called homer Badman. that's from season six both good there's episodes a, uh, both worth your time there's a british tv show called mastermind in which you pick your category oh okay and then the show comes up with i mean and you better know this category right Right. Because the show is going to hit you with like insane. Like, I remember one time someone picked Lord of the Rings and I thought to myself that might might be my category. Yeah. 
and I got and they only ask you ten questions, and I got like two out of yeah the ten questions, and I was like, oh shit, yeah. But I still think you should go on that show and say The Simpsons. Either I The Simpsons, think you would. Weird Al, or Bad Religion for me. The Simpsons is almost harder because there's just so much of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I'm telling you, these questions are obscure as fuck. Yeah, so. they probably they're calling up experts and stuff to try and stump you. Like that's that's cool though. That's a great idea for a TV show. Yeah, I mean it's kind of cool. And some some people are idiots and they choose like too broad a topics yeah. and they're like geology. <laughs> and it's like get fucked, dude. Yeah. Do you know everything there is to know about geology? You don't. Right. You gotta you gotta specify igneous rocks localized yes. to the <laughs> southern hemisphere. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I could go The Simpsons season seven, but I don't know if I would just leave it like wide open, you know. Um, right. What else would you like to discuss about Temptation, Alex? Because I'm getting the temptation to do the police blatter, but I want to close this out. Um, yeah, that's about it. Cool. <laughs> All right, sometimes I'm tempted. I'm tempted to say things a lot, but that's what a word filter is for. I'm tempted to say things a lot, too. Um, and in fact, today, Abby at one point just turned around and was like, you can stop talking now. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I'm, for me, it's more just like make jokes that only I will find funny or that are like at the at the other person's expense. Right. Well, that's what's weird about you and I is we basically... Even now when I'm not with you, most of the things I say are tailored to make you laugh. And then for some reason, (laughs) us trying to make each other laugh makes other people laugh if we put them all in a room together and charge them money for it. Very true. But most (laughs) of the time I say jokes, you're not there. I'll say jokes to my architecture school people and they're just like, what? And I'm like, you, 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 what? My fucking best friend would laugh at that. And they're like, like, who, what are you talking about? And I'm like, fuck you guys. That's cute. That's very cute. And they're like, you're old. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I did, for what it's worth, one of my classmates was like, it was Wednesday. And they were like, oh my God, I got so fucking drunk last Mm -hmm. night. And I was like, on a Tuesday? I said that. I said it like that. (laughs) And I, I like stopped. I went on a Tuesday. And then I was like, I'm sorry. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I, that's fine. Yeah. I did that too when I was 19, 20 years old. Right. I just feel old that I went on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But that, that's what I'm embracing about adulthood is the things like that. Yes, I will get drunk on a Friday, but not on a Tuesday. I'm not fucking getting drunk on Tuesday. Please, please, a 911 caller reported a black barrel in the middle of the roadway. Montana Highway Patrol responded and removed the barrel from the roadway. <laughs> oh, they, someone was just playing Mario Kart, dude. Yeah. <laughs> or so, you know, like those shitty knockoff Mario Karts, like Sonic Racing? Yeah, dude, Nicktoons Racing was my shit on the PC as a kid. There you go. And I'm sure one of the things, it was literally the exact formula of Mario Kart. I'm sure one of the things you threw at someone was like an oil barrel. Yeah. And then when they hit it, they they spun around. It's it's exactly like the banana, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. An officer was advised via radio that approximately 30 horses were out near Hawthorne Park. While the officer was on the scene, the owner of the horses arrived and was able to direct them back to the pasture near North Elm Street. That's a lot of horses to be out in the middle of town. That's a lot of horses. That's also, I like to think that someone called 911 and they were like, some horses are out. And then the dispatcher has to have like a criteria of, is this an emergency or not? And they're like, how many horses are out? Right. And they're like, 29. And it's like, can you lie and say 30 so I can send the cops? And they're like, uh, about 30 horses are out. And it's like, great. Now I can send people. 
Yeah. Um, we've done a lot of like missing guns on here. A caller reported they oh, found God. a nine millimeter pistol on Maiden Road. The caller brought the pistol to the Fergus County Sheriff's Office. The weapons owner called later and advised that family members had been shooting in the Judith Peak area and lost the gun. The owner was able to identify the weapon and responded to the FS- FCSO to retrieve it. Now, at what point of you owning guns does it become so nonchalant that you just accidentally leave it somewhere? Dude, so, okay, one of the, like, gun, one of the arguments against gun control from gun gun owners is that they are responsible gun owners. Right, right. right. They're like, I'm a responsible gun owner. My guns are in safes. I only use them for hunting and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. I bet this person says that same shit and they just left a gun on the road. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, but you should, your gun privileges should be revoked from that. Right from but we found your gun it's like oh can i have it back no <laughs> yeah exactly um you keep track of that shit dude <laughs> jesus christ it's a deadly weapon how do you fu- oops oopsie whoops i don't know where my gun went right. <laughs> fucking idiot uh last one a caller reported depositing a check into their bank that was assumed to be an unemployment check the bank called and advised the check was fraudulent and directed the caller to report the incident to the police department uh, someone got scammed. Someone got scammed. But where are we as a society that we report fraudulent checks to the police department? It feels like there should be a different, like, unit for that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, true. The police department's going to be like, what the fuck do you want me to do about yeah, it? Yeah, one night they're busting up a meth lab and the next day they're dealing with a fraudulent check. Like, we need like a... For all we know that, yeah, that fraudulent check came from Boston. Yeah. And they're like, well, I, I don't, what am I supposed to do We about need that? like a branch of the IRS called like the IRS Extreme or something like that that deals with that sort of thing. Yeah. they And they can be with that task force we created months ago of just yeah, like not... The dumb shit patrol. Police matters. Yes, the dumb shit patrol. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, that's all I got for the police blotter this week. It was a surprisingly light, not just for us, but also in the actual newspaper. So, yeah, well, it's it's the dead of winter, you know. I think people calm down a little bit. People hibernate. They do hibernate. Yeah, once once uh, once the sun comes out. Well, the sun's been out. It, we've been pretty lucky this winter. But once the temperature warms up, uh, the dumb shits will be out on patrol once again. They're out and freeze. You can be. You know, it has been a mild winter. That being said, it's still cold as shit at nighttime. True. Which is where, which is where the dumb shit happens. Right, right. Um, and bars close at 10 now, so. Wild. Wild. It is wild. I, I, I got kicked out of a, we just, we just, I just went to trivia. Yeah. And then they were like, trivia's over, you gotta go. And I was like, oh, shit. You're like, no, it's only 10. Aren't you open till two? And they were like, they wipe away a tear and they say, in the olden times. Yeah. They said, we're losing so much money. <laughs> Dude. Um, what else do you have going on this week? Um, just more. A lot a lot of work. Cool. No days off, baby. Just take. I, I, I feel you. I was going to say. Rise and grind. I was going to say, take like two hours and start Cyberpunk. But I feel you because once you get started, it's going to be really hard to stop. Oh, I'm not playing Cyberpunk. I'm, I am, uh, I should say, I'm like mediating myself by rewatching New Girl start to finish. Oh, okay. And those are like, you know, 27 minute episodes. And like, I did about a whole bunch of homework last night. So tonight I could record the podcast. And after this, I'm going to eat food and just watch a couple episodes of New Girl. Great. Because you're right. Because if I start Cyberpunk, I'm going to get way into it and want to do it more. And I'm like, no, it's not fucking happening until the end of the semester. So I'm going to own this video game for like six months, seven months before I ever play it. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about, some video games now is they could just keep adding to it. So 
that's my hope. And they're like, they're like, we'll release more patches and stuff. And I'm like, okay, do that. And the first time I ever boot up the game, it'll just be a wonderful experience. Yeah. And I don't have to have the experience that everyone else had. And everyone's like, it's bullshit. It's awful. That, and stuff like that's that. That's equivalent like, okay. to waiting for the second round of a certain iPhone generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or waiting for my COVID vaccination. Right, right. Exactly. Um, favorite character on New Girl and least favorite? Oh, favorite okay everyone wants to talk about nick and how nick is their favorite there's no way it's not schmidt schmidt makes me laugh my ass off out loud by myself <laughs> whoever wrote schmidt's character and how max greenfield uh acts him is unbelievable yeah. absolutely hysterical um i don't really have a least favorite me re-watching this show now i really think this show gets overshadowed by like other famous sitcoms of our generation like office and stuff like that mm -hmm. and i don't know why i think this show's absolutely flawless almost every episode is spectacular the jokes per minute are outrageous yeah i've only seen a few episodes but one of them i saw was uh nick's dad coming back and then schmidt has to like be a really good friend about it and yeah. that was a good episode i like that and they're good episodes. They're also like the the romances, while not believable. I mean, they are like they're still sitcommy romances. Yeah. I'm just like way too invested of it, and I just like I just like you know like wipe like wipe a tear every time I get like <laughs> excited. I'm like, oh, so cute. Even though it's yeah. not real, I understand that. Right. Um, well, I'll leave you to watch that. I guess I gotta go watch some Simpsons and correct myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you goddammit. All right, I will talk to you next week, bud. See ya. Bye. Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by everyone that owns stock and craft back when I was 19 and eating boxes of it by the dozen. 